Hello, this is Mary Lindo. I am so pleased that you are joining me for this week's teaching podcast. This podcast is prayerfully created each week with the intention of giving you a time of resting in the Lord and for allowing Him to speak into your life through three to five minute messages and prophetic impressions and insights. Each message is meant to assist you in cultivating your love for the Word of God, combined with the power of His Holy Spirit, confirming His words over your life. Gather your Bible and a cup of coffee or tea, and take a few minutes each week to sit back and allow the peace of God to wash over you as you enjoy soft background music that inspires a restful time of worship and tender moments with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And now, let's begin this week's podcast. Today's podcast is titled, Reformation Pioneers are Forerunners and Scouts, and are appointed by God. This is a prophetic word and also a bit of teaching. The English term pioneer was originally derived from a French word meaning pickaxe. Later, it was also used to communicate the idea of a foot soldier. The Germans used the term trench digger to get across the idea of a pioneer. We are called to prepare and repair the road. You see, a pioneer during times of war was one who marched before an invading army to prepare and repair the road. And they did everything from clearing away barricades to setting mines for destroying the works of the enemy. Pioneers are forerunners and scouts. Like Jeremiah, a pioneer is one who goes ahead of the crowd to remove obstructions for the purpose of preparing the way for others that must soon follow. In Jeremiah 1.10 it says, See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, and to build and to plant. These people do not set mines and blow up mountains of ungodliness just for the thrill of watching things blow up. No, the pioneer understands that it is his job to prepare the way and make it easier for others to enter into the unmistakable presence of Jesus Christ. When there are earth shifts or earthquakes occurring in the plates of the soil of terra firma, there are shakings, upheavals, and literally fully destroyed old pathways, roads, and highways, as well as the bringing down of structures and habitations. You know, we as people are really good at wearing things out. Yes, we wear out people, policies and procedures to ad nauseum. And so, we wonder why the Father must bring those times of refreshing only after we repent and deal with our tendencies to want to have everything lined up, functioning like well-oiled machines, and controlled. In Acts 3.19 it says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. You see, the Father has never stopped creating. He has never ceased to impart brilliant creativity and mind-blowing new discoveries to mankind. He makes things new every morning. 
It is what we do to God's creative plans that sour the way it was intended to produce fruit and seed. As this next wave of God's divine plan begins to be revved up in the earth, folks will begin to attempt to articulate and define it. Many will try to sell it, capitalize on it, and try to contain it. I forewarn you from the Spirit of God, just as the manna went moldy, if kept or contained longer than allowed, so will man's attempts at trying to bottle and distribute this fresh wind of glory, which is beginning to manifest from the throne of God. This is a spiritual balance and warning to the senior leaders and teachers among us. Moses arrived at the gate of his final destiny, the quest for the promised land. And in Numbers 20, verses 10 through 11, something changed. And then Moses and Aaron assembled the congregation before the rock, and Moses said to them, Here now, you rebels, must we bring you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice, he struck the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their livestock. Now these people, having no water, were frightened and rebellious towards Moses, calling out insults and being nasty, much like immature people will do when desperate. At first, Moses went to the Lord about all of this, instead of retaliating with name-calling. Then, after the Lord told him to tell the rock to give forth water, Moses, in his frustration and impatience, yelled at those people, calling them rebels. You see, impatience is brought about by pride. It's pride that lifts us up to the place of thinking we're better than others, therefore having the right to be impatient with them. God told Moses to speak to the rock in front of the people, and from this rock water would come, giving the people the opportunity to see the power of God working on their behalf. But Moses, in hitting this rock, went directly against what the Lord told him to do. He not only hit it once, but he hit it twice. This being rebellion robbed God of any glory, as well as going much deeper than Moses realized. But it was not just the command of the Lord in action he was required to model. No, the attitude of his heart towards those coming up underneath him was what God became angered at and which disqualified him from entering the land of promise, the new wave of divine glory and provision for another generation. Moses had a lifelong struggle with anger, and he did not master it. He modeled the anointing with a crusty anger and a withering exasperation. In Ephesians 6.4 it says, Fathers, don't exasperate your children by coming down hard on them. Take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the Master. May those among us who have had years of pioneering and desert walking be ever so careful in this next kingdom dispensation to not become sour, harshly opinionated, or brash, and in so doing, strike out in anger at those now coming up asking the question of, where is the water, the fresh cleansing drink coming from? In Luke 12:48 it says this From everyone who has been given much much will be demanded 
and from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. The blow to your heart will be the disqualification of final fruitfulness. The Lord will send in an errand to finish the work. One who has learned the lesson of humility and trusting only in the voice of God, not simply dogged and teeth-grinding follow-through without mercy or patience. If you are preaching the kingdom, then you will radiate what the kingdom is. Romans 14:17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. What is it? Righteousness. You're in the right place with God. Peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So this is addressed to the new breed of fathers and mothers at the gate of generational influence. The Spirit of the Lord would caution those of you now arriving at the gate of generational influence to weigh in the balance of heaven your heart motives. Can you truly say that you are positioning yourself to be a mentor, one who trains fresh runners in how to grab a hold of the passing of the baton correctly? in order that the next leg of the race is run fluidly and without stumbling? For you see, that is what you have been painstakingly prepared for over the past years, many years or more. If you are fixated on finally becoming a voice so that others might know of your personal greatness and oozing impartations, you too will be disqualified from the weight of glory that is going to fall upon the saints in this season. There is still time to adjust the insecurities, the hidden sins of presumption and ego-stroking, and to simply surrender. God is looking for those that walk with the heart of David and build only for His glory alone. In 1 Kings 3.6, Solomon answered, You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on the throne this very day. You see, forerunners also bring up the rear. Not only will forerunners be pioneering pathfinders, but they will also cheer on and shepherd and watch over the flanks of the new and eager, younger legions of emerging pathfinders and seers. They will parent, counsel, advise, and pick up and motivate the stragglers, the weary, and the shattered, bringing them into restoration and a family embrace. Have you ever really wondered what happens when a star starts to implode? Bob Sheldon, who is an astronomer at Behalen Observatory, shares this thought. What happens is that as a star's outer envelope expands rapidly, while the core collapses rapidly, a vacuum is developed at the interface of the core and the envelope. The result is comparable to what happens when a building is demolished. An implosion occurs. Matter begins hurtling itself inward to the intensely hot core of the star. And an imploding star is a very dangerous place to be. It's like pouring gasoline on a fire. You see, this season will be one that shockingly brings an end to the supernova concepts in ministry. 
people will be sickened and again worn out by the demands and the pumping of wallets and overtaxed service to bloated egos and assumed power players. Things will be imploding on the inner core level of ministries not steeped in humility and equal sharing of goods, service, and prayer, although for a while they will still appear to shine brighter and brighter. But when the implosion is in full blaze, many will be devastated and burned by idol worship and stargazing rather than seeking the day star of heaven. The shifting of the spiritual soil in the earth has started, and what remains after shaking will be the sounds of simplicity, purity, and a magnification of the worship of God, not the worship of God in man. The Spirit of God has brought word after word of preparation and promise to God's people. Let those that have ears to hear Listen to what the Spirit is saying, and heed its voice. Let's join in prayer. Father, we stand before you today. We stand before you because we know that Jesus has given us the right to stand before you because he gave everything in humility so that we might come to know you fully. We ask you, Lord, that as this world is in upheaval and turmoil, war upon war, scandals on every side, things imploding governmentally, spiritually, in the schools, everywhere we turn, there is constant controversy. And we ask, Lord, that you would first create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit, a right attitude in us. We don't want to be cast away from you, Lord. We don't want the presence of your spirit to be taken from us. Lord, we ask that in this day, in this moment, as we come before you, that you would do a deep work within our hearts. We give you permission to enter in and to clean up the areas that we have so jealously guarded and protected. Father, we come to you bowed in heart and ask that you would cause us to be those that help be like John the Baptist was, saying, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make the crooked path straight. Lord, straighten the pathways in our lives so that we might be able to point the way to you and cause people to adore and honor and worship you instead of what mankind would like to have adored and worshiped in them. Father, we know that the only thing we can do is to love people. We cannot save them, but we can point them towards you, to the glory of your Son who laid down everything. His passion was to die so that we might live. Lord, we don't fully even understand the complexity and the depth of that kind of love. But we thank you today that you are doing a deeper work, a devastatingly renovating work in each of our lives. And we yield to it in Jesus' name. I bless you today. And I just ask that you would Feel free to share this word, this message with others that you feel have ears to hear. And I encourage you to go visit uh, the website at www.marylindo.com where you can listen to other free podcasts. And if the Lord would lay it on your heart as you pray about it, please pray about it. Don't just do it. 
and you would be able to help assist me by sending a small offering to continue to help produce these podcasts and hopefully go to video in the next year. It would be greatly appreciated. Thank you for listening today. And I ask you to heed the voice of the Spirit and obey Him promptly. Goodbye for now.